Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our woman leader is Becky Robinson. She's the founder of Weaving Influence, a full-service PR agency, which, folks, isn't isn't hoity-toity. I know no one uses that word, but really, I mean, PR is a serious game and it's necessary. And I'm really excited to talk to her about her book that is coming out in April 2022. So this episode will air a little bit after that. Um, but it's called Reach and it's about building community. Well, actually, I don't really know what it's about because I'm going to be getting the book. I'm so excited. Becky, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Sure. I'm happy to be here, Jennifer. So I I run Weaving Influence and I have an amazing team of women and men who serve our clients. And what we try to do is help our clients show up online in the same powerful ways that they show up in real life. And um, quite often what we find is that people who have a message to share with the world have done a really good job of showing up offline in their careers or you know, in their workplaces, but they haven't adequately brought that brilliance to the world online. And so we really work with clients through their websites, through social media, through PR, as you mentioned, to be able to tell the story that they're living out in their offline lives in online spaces, which enables them to reach a wider audience. So you asked me before we started recording, do I want to talk about the business or do I want to talk about the book? They're really one and the same because the book tells the stories of the clients that we've served over the years, and it lays out the framework that we recommend to help people be able to get the biggest possible audiences for their work, whether that's a book, whether it's a business, whether it's an idea, a cause, whatever you're passionate about sharing with the world. That's amazing. Um, how did you get into this? Like what, what led you to do this? Cause it's super intelligent. It's needed. Um, it's not easy to do well, actually. Um, and uh, you know, what, what, what was the evolution that led to this? I'd be happy to share. It's a story I tell a lot, Jennifer. So I actually made the decision to step out of the workplace um, in 2001 when I had my first child. And after that, I had two more children and I stayed out of the workforce. So from about 2001 until about 2009, I didn't work at all, um, you know, except for inside my home and homeschooling and all of all the things that I took on when I was um, 24, seven, 24 hours a day, seven day a week job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one day my husband asked me what I'd like to do for work after the kids were all in school. And I just had no idea. I didn't have a vision for a career, Jennifer. I really wasn't sure where to begin. And it was also compounded by the fact that my husband had a really demanding, he has a very demanding career. He um, is a government employee and law enforcement. And at that time he was gone from the house 12 hours a day. So trying to figure out, well, how am I going to juggle these young kids who need me with a career? It just, it didn't seem possible. So the only thing I could come up with was writing. I've always loved writing. So I started to take on some freelance writing projects, which ended up turning into some freelance social media marketing projects, uh, which turned into an employee position as a social media manager. Now, to be clear, Jennifer, I learned all of it by doing it. I don't have any 
like business background. Uh, I have, you know, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, but they're not really related to my company now. So everything that I learned that I'm doing as it relates to digital marketing, I just learned it along the way. But I was fortunate enough in the beginning to get a project marketing a book for a client. It was back in 2011. And the task was outline a social media marketing plan to mobilize networks and influencers to to launch a book. And I absolutely loved it. I've always loved books. And I loved this, you know, planning and creativity, you know, everything that could go into how do we get this book as far as we can. And after that happened, what um, I was able through social media networking, people started to come to me to ask me if I would help them launch their books. And that's really what prompted me starting my company in 2012. And since that time, we've launched about 150 business nonfiction titles. Oh my gosh. And here you are launching your own right now. I mean, this must be surreal for you. It is. It's something I feel like I've waited for for so long. You know, in the early years of my company, I wanted to write a book before. And, you know, I was working very closely with a publisher and I went to an editor a couple of times. And, you know, all the times I would have a conversation with my editor, he kept saying no. So finally, during the pandemic, I, I had a new idea, a new angle on how I wanted to bring my ideas to life. And I got on a phone call with my editor. And this time he said yes. And yeah. In retrospect, I'm really glad I needed to wait because marketing books is exceedingly difficult. You know, there, <laughs> no, are, there, well, are, right? <laughs> there are so many business books that come out every year. It's hard to get above the noise. It's hard to break through and find an audience. And for anyone who's thinking about writing a book, what you really need to do is view your entire life practically up until the point the book comes out is your opportunity to build the communities who want to receive your message. And if you can show up with value and you can share what you know and you can share your ideas and share your passion and share your stories, then by the time you bring a book to market, you will have an audience ready to receive it. So all those times I got no's, I think it was really necessary because I had this entire decade or longer that I could show up in online spaces, build relationships, and I'm really seeing how that's paying off for me now because nice. you know people are happy to support me and bringing my book to audiences yeah and I think that the word audience you didn't use the word authentic but that's really what I heard you say like to really bring forth the brand story or the story of the person's passion the story of our message because we all have this unique voice and even though I talk about health it's definitely different than everyone else because my viewpoint my voice my understanding how I bring things together right you understand that and so yes of course it seems like a mystery this whole audience building thing to me I mean I've been you know I've, I've represented brands before I've, I've I've worked and been employed for companies organizations universities institutes you know to help them with this and it's like like, it just seems, it still seems like it's magic or it's a very expensive pay to play. Well, I, I think the magic is actually the individual relationships and authenticity that you are referencing. So when I think about the way that I've been able to build audience, first of all, it doesn't happen overnight. I think one of the challenges that people face when they do try to build their brands online or they do try to build audience online is they think it's going to be instantaneous. And so when you're saying, well, it's either magic or it's a it's a very expensive pay to play. Sometimes yeah. it's a little bit of both because if you wanna go fast, really the only way to go fast is to pay, you know? And even then what you're building may not be the same kind of authentic deep right. community that you can only build over time. Yeah. So in my book, I talk about four important commitments and one of them is longevity. You know, the idea is 
if you want to have a big impact while growing a large audience, really the only way to do it is patiently over time. Mm -hmm. um, in my book, I talk about a man who I met on Twitter early, like maybe back in 2009, and his name is Tan May Vora. So I tell a little bit about his story, but Tan May started a blog to share some ideas. He started in 2006. And, you know, now in 2022, he has a really thriving business. He serves amazing clients in the US, but it's because he showed up consistently over a long period of time to share value through his blog and to build genuine relationships with people mm -hmm. through social media. So yeah. one of the ways he built a genuine relationship with me is back in those early days, he called me on the telephone on my birthday, all the way from India oh to be a like a real human. And I think the way you build a community <laughs> is person to person, one at a time. Right? I mean, it sounds like an oxymoron, like build a real relationship with real people. You know, it's like, it's seems like a foreign concept these days. I love it. It's so simple, isn't it? Well, yes. And it, you, that's where impact comes in too. So in the book, I defined reach as not only how big is the audience you can impact, but also how deep is the impact you can have? Can you create something that's lasting? And if you think about the lasting impact we have, and you and I chatted before we started to record about our children, well, of course, the biggest impact you're going to have is with the people you live with every day. Right. And, be, and beyond that, the biggest impact you're going to have is with the people that you work with every day. Yeah. And so if you want to impact long, you know, audiences beyond that and scale your impact, you just have to keep showing up in a real way with people. Yeah. You have to have something valuable to share with them. Absolutely. Yes. Becky, that's really all I care about is impact. That's it. Mm -hmm. When I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed and the, the most delight comes into my heart when, you know, my daughter receives my, you know, helpful guidance or my boyfriend, you know, is, is benefited positively by something I suggested or oh, my clients get the results that they're looking for. It's just, I don't know. I can't describe it. There's just so much delight inside of me. And that's really all I care about. And I feel like I'm underserving my purpose when I'm not making the impact at the scale I know is possible because there's never been a time in history where we can reach more people and expand our audience than now. Would you agree? Oh, certainly so. You know, if I think back to 30 years ago when I was graduating from college and didn't even have an email address, at that time, I was really limited to those people that I met and knew face to face. So now um, with the tools that we have, we can literally reach people all around the world in any time zone at any, in any place, you know? So of course, yeah, we can, we can scale far, far, far farther than we could have in the past. <laughs> and yet we still need this human connection because that's what people actually desire and want. And need. Yes. I mean, it doesn't really matter what is happening in the world, whether there's war or famine or whatever. Um, people, humans want to gather. And humans now, where do we gather now? You know, with COVID, I think we found uh, a hiccup in our, uh, in our desire and ability to gather. Um, and now we're, we're, we're finding that again. And the internet has, has created a whole new opportunity for gathering in, in community. Um, but it seems like these communities are kind of short-lived. So to say, it's kind of like you visit, you don't stay. Um, and what you're saying is it's really about the human connection that has people have longevity. Yeah, I think so. Um, I want to pick up on something you said a few moments ago, you were talking about the importance of impact. And, you know, I think that in our workplaces is, is where that can happen the most. So back to like my organization as a whole, if I think about the moments that I bring me, bring 
that bring me joy as a business owner. It's like creating an opportunity for someone. So I got an email yesterday from a young woman who had worked in my organization for maybe six years. And then she left and went on maternity leave and decided not to come back. So it's been about seven months since her baby was born. And she emailed yesterday and said, you know, I want to come back. And just the ability to create an opportunity for someone and have that connection and impact is so powerful for me. Yeah. And it sounds like your book is going to create, you know, hundreds, if not thousands and millions of opportunities for people, because you're giving them your formula, it sounds like on how to do it. Well, and yes, and it's not magical. I I mean, I think that's the hard part, you know, when we were talking about how, you know, people want to grow a big audience fast. And I don't know that there's any magic formula to follow, but it's instead, it's like these commitments we can make. We can make a commitment to show up with value. We can make a commitment to show up consistently. We can make a commitment to be as generous as we can with our ideas, our encouragement, um, our creativity, and to share that freely with others. And then we can make that commitment that we're going to keep doing it over a long period of time because Mm -hmm. that's where the results will come in. Yeah. Well, that, that, that is, that's, uh, that's very insightful. And although it seems logical, it's, ex- it's extremely important advice because people do flip and flop and switch. Um, yeah, that's really amazing. So you're a mom. Yes. Three kids. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I only have one, so I can't even imagine, but um, it's the biggest joy of my life is being a parent for sure. Well, the second biggest joy. <laughs> Maybe the first and the, the, and the impact as after. They're, they're tied for first place, I think. Um, so how do you balance it? You, you, know, you run a team of 20 plus people. You are mom to three school-age children. Um, so what, how do you balance it if there is such a thing as balance? Well, I, I think uh, one of the things that really helps me is I'm a runner, so I'm a distance runner. Um, now, with working on my book and book launch, I have not been as consistent as I was in years past, but I've run 10 marathons, 10 half marathons, one ultra marathon. Um, and so carving out that time to take care of myself physically really helps. For me, like running is a chance to just let my mind go. I get a lot of ideas when I'm running, um, sort of like when I'm in the shower, you know, those moments where you just have the time to think. And uh, so that that's one thing that helps me stay grounded. I think another is letting go of feeling like I need to be productive all the time. Hmm. So uh, what I've noticed about myself is on the weekend, typically it's not always the same, like sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, there's one day where I won't have the energy to do much. Like I might just need to rest, read, you know, relax with my family. Now the other weekend day, typically I'm super productive, you know, running all the errands, catching up on the household chores, you know, all of that, probably working some. Um, But I've had to give myself permission that one of the two days, I'm just not going to feel like it. I'm not going to have the energy to do it. And that's okay. Yeah. It's really important. Giving ourselves permission is challenging. And I think that that's a really, really important thing you brought up. Give yourself permission to take a little time off because the next day you feel really rejuvenated and you're full power, full steam ahead. It's the truth. I struggle mm-hmm. with that. My daughter sometimes would be like, mom, you need to like, stop, like no working. She'll close the computer. She'll be like, you're not even gonna get exercise today. I'm like, what? Like, come on. <laughs> she's like, so, but she's right. And I just, I forget, I don't give myself permission. Like you're saying. 
Well, and sometimes even in the evening, you know, I might know that there's a long to-do list, but if I've been working all day and I, I can sense that I need a break, like I need to take a break. Yeah. Sometimes that means leaving. This is embarrassing. I hope, you know, my mom's not listening, like leaving the dishes until the next day. If no one else in my family is willing to do them, like if, if I'm tired, I just take a break. <laughs> That's so true. My mom's not listening. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's actually one of the reasons that my daughter's like, I need to move out. I, I don't want to have to do the dishes. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's that's the reason. I'm like, that's so interesting. <laughs> she is almost 18, so I get it. She's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I think knowing when enough is enough. As I get older, I'm much more sensitive to when I'm I'm at my limit, you know, and, and there is that that moment that I I wasn't as present to maybe 10 years ago. I just feel like I could power through and I didn't really notice any change in my energy level. But now that I'm into my late forties, it's definitely, it's definitely speaking to me in a different way. Oh, well, wait until you turn 50, Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> just I'm kidding. Ball game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, I just admitted that I'm 50. Yeah, you don't look 50. For those of you who can't see her, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. I didn't think she was in her 50s at all. Definitely, I thought you were in your 40s, like maybe early 40s. That's very kind. I know, it's, it's what, yeah, it's what I thought. So, so we all get tired, we reach our limit. Um, what is your go-to when you're just like, done? Yeah, bubble bath. Really? I have this amazing clawfoot tub. You know, it looks old-fashioned, but it's new. And you know, turn the lights off, light some candles, shut the door, lock it. (laughs) I love a long bath. I've been doing mineral baths um, Mm. and they have been really different. Like the minerals from the outside in is um, just really rejuvenating. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'm not like an everyday bubble bath person, but um, it's frequent enough. I remember this is the most random thing. A college friend one time when my kids were really, really little, I saw her post and she said, I take a bubble bath every day. And I was like, how on earth do you do that? You know, I had little kids. There was no way I was going to carve out that time. But you know, as they get older, you have more freedom and space. Totally. Yeah. It's incredible. Now she's like, she's drawing the bath for me. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And there's just some things that only a bath can cure. I just find baths as part of a very healing lifestyle practice, frankly. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it would be a deal breaker looking at homes, like when I'm going to buy, like if there isn't a bathtub, like I'm not buying it. You know, it's like, it's definitely a deal breaker for me. Um, people are like, well, you just get a jacuzzi. I'm like, it's not quite the same. Nah, it isn't. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, can people get your book on Amazon or where's the best place for them to find it? Sure. So I think the best place is to first go to beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. And when you get there, you'll see all the online retailers. So the book is available, you know, in all of them, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Porchlight, if you want to buy in bulk, bookshop.org, if you want to support your independent retailer. So all of those links are there. But when you get to beckyrobinson.com forward slash book, you'll also get to see my book trailer. You can read a sample chapter. You can listen to a a sample of the audio. So I narrated my own audio book. And there's a sample of that on my website. And the other interesting thing that I'll tell you about my book, Jennifer, is that there's actually a free course that goes along with the book. So what I did is in every single chapter, I was finding that 
people might need more practical resources. So at the end of each chapter, I mention those practical resources and there's a QR code. And when people have the book, they can use the QR code and get access to this course. I'm actually finishing it right now. And there are 42 individual lessons that are either like a resource that you can do like a worksheet, or you can listen to the interviews that I did when I wrote the book which is longer than what's in the book. So when you buy the book, you're not only buying the book, you're also unpacking this great resource to help you learn how to grow your audience. Becky, this is amazing. Finally, an intelligent, <sighs> impactful idea for, for a book. I mean, this course is just so exciting because at the end of the day, if it's just read and, 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 and sticks in here and there's no practical application, what use is it? So this is so exciting. How innovative, well done. Oh, well, thank you. I look forward to sending you a copy and then you can get into the course too. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm all, I'm going to love it because I think I need reminders too. As much as I know a lot of the things that you're saying, uh, sometimes I doubt it, or I wonder if it's really true or, you know, I just have a, I'll be frank. I have an aversion to social media. I don't enjoy being on it. I don't enjoy thinking about it. I don't, I really, I just don't, I just, uh, I don't resonate with it. Um, and I need to get over that. <laughs> completely because this impact thing is so important to me. You know, I got to get over it. Well, I hope that the book uh, gives you some inspiration and allows you to make some real relational connections. Showing yeah. up for real people is a lot easier than just showing up for, you know, anonymous people, followers. Right. Yeah, right. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. That connects for me. Yeah. Becky, I feel like I could talk to you all day, literally. <laughs> Um, but we don't have that much time. Um, and I just want to also respect our listeners time and please uh, learn more about Becky Robinson at beckyrobinson.com and her book then forward slash book. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. And uh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I just appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.